This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. I think we should act now. While they're off balance, don't give them a chance to get their bearings. The heroes seek to crush the giant's morale. We've dealt so many blows to them materially. If we could deal a blow to them spiritually, it might help seal the deal. And steal deep into the heart of Skiergard. I mean, that is the okay. section of the camp you really haven't done a ton of recon on. Got yeah. It. They'll proceed with the utmost caution. Uh, Lork is going to do a perception at the door, listening, touching, see if he feels any vibration. Oh, this is wild. But when they detect a deeply unsettling presence... You've all known me a long time, and I don't get shook easy. But I just felt some evil of never even thought I'd come across in my whole life. It sent shivers down my spine. Steal yourselves, my friends. There may be no turning back. Did you tell them to prepare the next band of heroes for when we all die? Yes, I told them to roll up (laughs) (laughs) roll up new heroes. Average 11th level party to take over when we inevitably perish. (laughs) The adventure continues now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Glass Cannon Podcast. It's your boy, Grant Berger, a.k.a. Baron Ashpeak. There has been a ton going on in GCP Nation, and we have been giving you some really long intros lately to get you all up to speed, so I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Just in case you have no other means of getting information about the outside world besides this podcast, I want to let you guys know about our other weekly podcast called androids and aliens we play through a starfinder adventure path called dead suns and it is a rootin tootin good time in space you still have time to get in from the very beginning and if you do i need you to make sure that you subscribe download rate and review on itunes it would mean the absolute world to all of us thank you so much for your continued support of the glass cannon network of shows without further ado Please enjoy episode 159, Blood from a Stone Shape. Now, my records could be wrong. They're not wholly accurate. But they're probably pretty close. I'm going to say nine days ago, you came into Skiergard. You started out with some serious recon. Let's figure out what's going on here. After Feyraza did her flyover, it was like, this is too much for us to handle. We need to just kind of figure out what's going on. You determined that the watchtowers were unmanned at night. Frost Giants don't have dark vision. They're running the watchtowers. Let's go up there. Let's start disabling these signal fireworks. Then Lork goes up in a tree observes the lower camp and the upper camp, finds out their feeding schedule, finds out that there's a little uh, rift, maybe, between some of the uh, groups in there. They're herding together lots of different giants, not unlike Minderhall's Valley, although this is a little more organized. You're still bringing in ogres with cyclops and trolls with frost giants and fire giants and saying, get along. And they're the most powerful ones that you've come into contact with. Strong personalities, while also being the best fighters. You see a pit 
towards the middle of the area with these stone giants that are just having target practice against dummies and slaves alike. You continue disabling fireworks in these watchtowers, and then one night you almost get taken out by a frost giant who instead Pembroke charms, befriends. And this frost giant, Fijimon, gives you some intel on what's really going on. There are two tribes in particular in the lower camp that do not like each other. Lork goes into those camps and finds one is like worshipping Urgothoa. And the other one is just a couple of hill giants banging. <laughs> banging so, to the sweet sounds of a Samson. <laughs> sweet sounds of Samson. Sweet sounds. Lork sets the two of them against each other. All hell breaks loose. Eventually, you make your way towards the upper portion of the camp, the northeastern portion. You see a, a frozen lake with a bunch of docks and a frost giant and a fire giant working with something coming out of this frozen lake. You find a, a building that you eventually discover to be a brewery. You go in there, take out the brewer, orphan his fox Merple. <laughs> Our finest hour. Our finest hour. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Right before that, though, Skirkotla herself comes out. Perhaps uh, as a reaction to the turmoil that Lork caused in the lower camp and tells everyone, be cool. We all got to be friends here. Pembroke and Feyraza fly over there and try and catch a glimpse of Skirkatla and her chief people. She takes slaves, rips them apart, throws them into this burning effigy, gives the rest as like a, a, a present to these other people that are being sent, presumably south, wherever that is. Another thing you learn from Fijimon. You eventually go and take out the stallion frost giant creatures. You free the slaves from the slave pen. You attempt to destroy the statue of Thremendir, but fail. Your spell's not strong enough to fully do any damage to this magically warded ice sculpture. You fly over and create a stampede throughout the entire camp, killing frost giants and slaves alike. <laughs> go past the silo we forgot all about the silo that you guys burned down when pembroke was almost taken out by a bear you forgot the brewer too no he didn't no i meant he just talked about it. you did just yeah. now do you open oh. your goddamn ears joe <laughs> pay attention well, it was joe. before <laughs> it was before the stallion things he said it out of order he said there was every orphan that fox murple <sighs> orphan uh, oh oh i got you, got you. aren't you taking notes <laughs> <laughs> the burnt out hull of the silo provides a uh, a perfect place to sneak by on the way to the mess hall, you go on there and take out two twin hill giant sisters and their lover, Kupanarth, the Atok. Three arms. Two alike. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Beatles. Could you say that in a... D I couldn't understand what you just said. Could you say... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Troy. Alike. <laughs> Thank you. Crystal clear. With all of this going on, you use this opportunity to take out another group of frost giants guarding the slave pens and direct these slaves out of the camp and down the mountain. Your first time down the mountain in probably five days. You've been 
keeping up there, doing recon. Obviously, also during this time, Pembroke and Baron and Feyraza teleported back to the Cathedral of Minderhall twice. Once to do some resizing of a helm and once to return a couple slaves. Perhaps the beginning of a new generation of people living peacefully together in the new Minderhall's Valley. And now you come down the mountain with all these slaves and you are attacked. You run into a hag, two cold riders, two woolly mammoths, more slaves. You take them out. Slaves die. Freedmen, freed women alike, die in the process. You continue taking them down the mountain. You find some allies along the way. And now the strongest of all those allies, a little female gnome named Nim-Nim has agreed to lead the expedition of these freed people out of Skiergard, out of this area, back to Skelt, where Pembroke has set up a rescue party to hopefully meet them halfway, provided there are no Borello encounters. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Jesus. You take a look at the map here. I mean, I've X'd out on my map things that you have, you know, pretty well taken care of. There are certain things that you've gone into and haven't quite taken care of. There was a conversation very recently about the mines where Feyraza told Baron, like, oh, let me tell you about the structures of the mines. And Baron was like, oh, that's not a good situation there. That's really shoddy construction. We could collapse those mines, maybe. You know, the, the statue of Thrymondir didn't really do anything to it. You pooped on some oranges. That was about it. <laughs> and then there are at least <laughs> half a dozen or so other buildings and caves that haven't been explored at all. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I suggest we head straight for the direwolf caves. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk right in. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Why is that any crazier than doing anything else? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think there's any real giant leadership in the in the direwolf caves. But and they don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what's going on in the direwolf cave. That's true. I was hoping that, um, well, I wasn't hoping this, but I was hoping that Troy was going to force our hand by killing Cat Benatar and forcing us to get him another animal companion. <laughs> I'm from... trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm Cat's trying. a wily one. Her only discernible trait is when Skid plays drops. <laughs> Troy, there's only one thing you can do to her. I'm trying. <laughs> That's your only option. <laughs> Let's see, first of all, if that filth fever creature person. Lives. He's a human <laughs> being. He's a, a, a free man. Filth fever horse person. Uh, lived or died. It was a centaur? <laughs> 50% chance. Wait, wait, wait. It will die. 51 and up, it dies? That's what you want, right? <laughs> 51 and up, it dies. Okay. 86. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. oh, it's worst possible result. Worst po- oh, it's head explodes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> worst the possible worst possible result is the filth fever spreads. Oh, no. No, but hang it's on. It's worst you possible said, result for you. For you. So he's, Are you sure? Yeah, you yeah. said uh, you said 15 up was what Wait, you Wait, when you say for me, it's you, for the person. You also said no. last episode that it was not communicable. 
Right, but now the worst has happened. So, the, but, but it's, it, it's the worst based on what you rolled. So you wanted him to die. So the worst possible. Result I, I was you. on his side. I, I think that one of us should have to roll fortitude save for filth fever. Yeah, no, he handled him. He's yeah. instantly cured. That's what happened. <laughs> he's just, we'll say he died. Okay. Okay. An eighty-six, though. You feel like that's not good. We look at the body. Oh, he must have good. rolled an ace. Who touched? <laughs> who touched this guy? You're probably a little more worried now. Just letting them go back. Maybe, maybe a pustule popped in the night. <laughs> landed right on Baron's thigh. <laughs> <laughs> His inner thigh? He sleeps in the nude. Yeah, right next, pretty sure. Right next to diseased humans. <laughs> in the relatively cold outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> the same guy that offered whiskey to a malnourished gnome. You know, the good naked. part. He's about- just wasted naked in the snow, just passed out. What do you got, Phil Fever? Want some whiskey? The good thing about- I'm sleeping next to you, but, uh, The good thing about drinking on an empty stomach stomach though is the only thing you can vomit is the whiskey you drink that's true so it's not as bad great you're not wrong no uh so the poor poor person dies um damn it and it just it stinks and it's festering throughout the camp but meanwhile Feyraza, maybe as a uh gesture of goodwill to lork or maybe it's just something that Feyraza herself is really interested in doing, whether it has to do with her connection with Lork or her her newfound ruminations that maybe there is another chosen one. Does this have any link to it? Maybe, maybe not. But I would assume she's probably taking everything a little more seriously. And so when she looks in the mirror, she sees something that doesn't quite make sense to her. She sees a young halfling boy sitting alone in what looks like a nicely furnished room. It's almost like you're looking through a keyhole. His blonde hair can't quite make out his features. And then a pair of legs walk past, and the image fades away. We'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Huh. Well, I'm thinking Sir Will. That's what I was thinking. But But would I be able to scry into the past? Yeah. If he's a young boy. Maybe it, uh... Signals got crossed. Maybe he's youthening. Or there's some connection between Will and Shiel. Yeah. Some I, magical connection. I like the Benjamin buttoning idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into that. He's youthening. He's youthening. <laughs> okay. Strange. That's very little very information strange. to go on. <laughs> yeah. So let's not obsess. But what wow, do I know about very... the legs? Do a what perception kind of, check on the legs. What kind of pants? Um, fine pants. Well, the only thing you know about the legs is the legs seemed as important as the image of the boy. I'm important legs. Were they bare legs? <laughs> they were hairy bare legs. No. <laughs> Did a pustule like, pop and land on these bare legs as they walk past the <laughs> young halfling boy? It was almost as if the legs were trying to obscure your vision. Oh. Oh. So I can, someone it, knew I was A there. will save in the past? Ooh. 
<gasps> a powerful caster, perhaps. I'm just upset it wasn't Brander fun. is Shiel. Uh, yes, that's Shiel yes. is Brander. Yes. Finkel, Finkel is Einhorn. <laughs> Boy, that movie hasn't Einhorn. aged well. <laughs> uh, no, wait a minute. So, <laughs> did, uh, did Feyraza see enough of this figure to make a determination whether it was uh, Sir Will or not? Yeah, I do, I do know Sir Will. Yeah, you do know Sir Will. Uh, it, it, it was a young halfling boy that you... That you have no reason to believe it wasn't Sir Will, but you're not 100 percent sure. So you couldn't, she couldn't see his face. Couldn't quite see its features. Yeah, okay. it's far away in a room, weird, well furnished, legs walking front, and obscure. Svelte legs, pretty svelte. Any sigils on the wall? <laughs> yeah, the Ashfield symbol. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, no. Just a nice poster of the Ashfield. Oh, no. <laughs> oh God. We're 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 totally in charge of youthening halflings. That's the Ash Peak family line. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, let's Faraza, get the show on the road. Yeah, Faraza just said, tells Lark that she uh, she was unsuccessful. It's all right. I appreciate your trying. I don't know. She seems to be something different than what I thought. I thought she might be a, a helpless child here, but she seems to have taken care of herself rather well. How how old would she be? At this point, do you know? I believe about 20. Is that right, Troy? You've been gone for 20 years since uh, your time in Skelt. I think that's about right. Yeah. So she's 19. About 19 and Mm. three months. 19 going on 20, am I right? Well. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? I I don't I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, but uh, we will uh, we will do what we can to find her. I know how important she is to you. Thank you, Pembroke. I can't tell you how good it is to have you back. Mm. It was a, a harrowing least. night. Well, I can't tell you how good it was for me to spend a night in an actual bed uh, below the tree line. Yes, were you able to tell the people of Skelt what We've done so I did. far here. Yes, I shared uh, everything uh, within reason that we found out of the authorities there, and they were great. Uh, and they were suitably impressed. Uh, a little confused, probably. Um, Fair but, enough. Uh, uh, but no, but they they sent the rescue party, and so I, I think I made a credible case. Did you tell them to prepare the next band of heroes for when we all die? Yes, I told them to roll up. Roll up new heroes. Average eleventh level party to take over when we inevitably perish. Did you shop? Did you go shop shopping for hats? Yes. No. I no hats. I'm happy with the one I have, and I I don't feel comfortable hat shopping for someone else. Even though I'm, I, I'm, I feel like I know you pretty well, Baron, but I, I just, I, I don't, I don't want to purchase a hat for are, such a personal thing. Are you saying that the hat I'm wearing right now is ugly, and I, I should get a new one? Is that I, what you're implying, no, Baron? I think he's saying he doesn't like your hat. I don't like the cut of your jib, sir. I just <laughs> assumed. Question. Yes. When you purchase a hat like that, yes. Do you this get furry? A fr- it's it's nice for this weather. Yes. Do you get a free bowl of soup with it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I always bring my own soup to the hatteries I visit because I prefer my own chili. <laughs> Lork cracks up. He, he, this is like the old Black Arrow days where all those dudes were so furiously mean to each other. Bussing <laughs> bus on Yeah, and he's just like, this is great. <laughs> that was the days before you had children, right? Yeah. No, carefree. Um, 
footloose and fancy free. So yeah, I mean, uh, Lork is like he just doesn't think that he's starting to think that she doesn't need his help <laughs> uh, at this point. But he does want to find her. I can do it myself, Dad. <laughs> exactly. But he does want to find her, and he thinks the answer probably lies at the top of the mountain. Yes, I think we should act now while they're off balance. Don't give them a chance to get their bearings. Like act now, hit them again. Where would you like to strike? I just have a sense. That I about the cathedral. I want to see what's in there, and I feel like we've dealt so many blows to them materially. If we could deal a blow to them spiritually, it might help seal the deal. Aye, and uh, Theramir's statue was a failed attempt at that. This Disasters. might be a, this might be another way to strike at their spiritual leadership. Mm. Yes, aye, I'm with you, Go Baron. On. What do you say? Well, if there's anything I hate more than a club-wielding meathead giant, it's a spell-casting divine giant. But we've taken out Minderhall's acolytes before, and I think we can take out Thremir's. Let's go. Yes! First one to the top is the chosen one. <laughs> Lord takes off. Furaza turns into a hawk and is at the top of the mountain in minutes. So where... Damn it. Sorry, are we going to go to our our... Our camp location. Oh no, no! I think we're gonna go. I think we're gonna go at night and okay. sneak into camp right from right through the front door, just trying to avoid any patrols. And shall we perhaps teleport? Oh right. And well, I always forget that. I can only take three of you with me. Right. I can fly. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Um, do we have a sense, by the way, before we head up there about their uh, church schedule? Did we get a sense? Uh, was all there a ten thirty mass and a twelve o'clock? Yeah. Was one in There's Latin? Bible one study in on Thursday nights <laughs> and a ham and bean supper on Saturday. No, but in, in the sense that is there we, an infernal school on Sundays? We had, is there a, is there a, a singles night? <laughs> we had Lork in a tree for like three episodes, so I'm just wondering if we maybe saw people. Yeah, I mean, leave. he was nowhere near that section of the camp. I mean, that is the okay. section of the camp you really haven't done a ton of recon on. Got yeah. Um, There's so a big longhouse right there, too, that we haven't looked big at. Big old longhouse, kind of in the center north part of the camp. Burn behind it. Just burn it. Burn it. Um, uh, yeah, I wonder, the lar- and that's the largest building. I wonder if that's the Herseer's like, home. Uh, uh, that's kind of what I think. Burn it. Where, where Skirkatla stays in the mountain. I don't know if he stays in the mountain, too. I don't think he does. I think he stays in the long It's like he's the president house. of the university, and they gave him exactly. a nice house. He's <laughs> the, de- the dean, yeah. The dean. The oh, that lousy dean. Just walks over to the brewery, and I, if I catch you selling beer again to underage giants, you're out of here. <laughs> you're on double secret probation. Crusty oh, uh, old dean. All right, so let me ask you this. Do you want to go, if you do decide to go to the cathedral, do you want to go at night? Yes. Yeah. All right, so it's the morning, so you're just going to kind of wait it out, hope no more patrols come. You know, if we're teleporting, we're is go- it worth going with the slaves as far yeah. as possible? The thing is, yeah. it's not really the morning. It wasn't until the late morning, early afternoon, that we got the slaves up and running. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. by early afternoon, they started leaving. We probably saw them off a little ways, you know. Right. So it's not too many hours we have to wait. Yeah, all right, so off they go, uh, Nim Nim and... Uh, Fruard and uh, the rest uh, they're hauling the bodies off as well which is which is sad um, so you see them off as far as you can and then you make your way back and are you just going to hide in the spike tent or what do you want to do uh, no I think that we should Faraz's got to get it get going it's going to take her time to fly up there she'll meet you guys all right so she's going to start heading up 
Um, all right, so Menarctic turn. Night falls. You aren't molested at all by any patrols. You think that maybe the uh, ruckus that you've caused up top has forced their patrols more inward than outward, at least for the time being. How long that will last, you don't know. Yeah, the main threat, as they see it, is coming from inside Inside the camp. The The calls are coming from inside the house. From inside the house. So, Peraza has already left. She could very well be dead, for as far as you know. Probably. Night falls. And you want to try and teleport to the front of the cathedral? The back. Back. Right. The back. Yeah. Between the cathedral and the rock wall of the, of the mountainside. Yeah. Yeah. We I, know the location well. Pembroke was there himself. fair to say that you've... You're somewhere between studied carefully and seen casually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then roll D1 Hondo. D1 Hondo. See, now after that 86, like, I'm paranoid. Yeah, I know, right? I'm really, I'm really scared. No, I don't. I'm rolling my red, white, and blue rocket pop dice. America, America, it's for 69. you. 69. Oh! Best possible the result. Best possible result. That's, That's insane. amazing. 86 out of 69. Wow. Back to back. Wow. wow. So I'll say that you are directly behind the cathedral in a spot that it would be almost impossible for anyone to detect you. Perfect. Awesome. If you look, Grant, I've already drawn the cathedral here. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Um, we're using our Mondo map, and there is a pillar near where you are and you are between that pillar and the uh, little nook in the northwest side of the cathedral. You look up at the pillar and it's just some ancient warrior (laughs) looking towards the south. Wow. Like a bas-relief pillar. Is it like a frost giant warrior? Stone giant warrior? Uh, It looks to be a frost giant warrior. Like a caryatid column. Yes. Mm. Just posing. In detect my, magic. Triumphant pose. <laughs> Don't detect any magic. You also... Can you detect magic? Yeah. <laughs> nope. nope. <laughs> you liar. You but fool. I got your answer. Give me back your cap. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> and then Feyraza lands on Pembroke's shoulder. <laughs> All right. Hello, my friends. <laughs> Sorry, Troy, uh, Troy, how many D8 of healing do we get for that 69 as well? Each of us. For that 69, you actually lose <laughs> two D8 right. of hit points. Oh, man. Are you guys all fully healed? Yeah. I am. Now, do any of you have any sicknesses or illnesses? Nope. No. I mean, sure. Well, no, I would get the the uh, altitude sickness. Fatigue, right. Oh, you uh, could, oh I, would, I would have life bubbled them. Sure, Or, sure, I, or sure. I can right now. Okay. I, that's fine with me. And how long does life, life bubble last if you split it between the three of them? Well, I prepared it three times for today. Okay. So that gives us two hours per level. So that's 60 hours. 60 hours. That's wow. good enough for you? That's, that's 20 that's, hours of overtime. That's pretty good. Well, you gotta get me too once I on wild shape. Right, and don't forget Cap Editor. Uh, all right, so you're up there, and you guys, and that gives you endure elements as well. So you're yep. in, you're in good shape with the old life right. bub. Uh, okay, life bub. What do you want to do? You're <laughs> just looking up at this colossal stone edifice, which I think I said to Pembroke or to Skid when he was just taking one last peek before he zipped back to the camp. It looks like it was sculpted from living rock, carved from living rock. Uh, Lork would like to see if it's uh, scalable at all. Like the sides, the walls. 
Mm-hmm. Are they notched or, you know, like stones, like I- individual cut stones, or is it just a sheer smooth side? Uh, it, it, it's not impossible. It would probably be a tough climb. You know that not everyone would be able to do it. Um, and it's not completely even. It's pretty great handiwork. Whoever built this mm-hmm. did a good job. Um, but... Because uh, I'm just I'm just thinking I'd like to try to find any way in or out of this cathedral before yeah. we start walking through uh, the front door. It's funny you should mention that because I happen to have prepared stone shape. Ah, open a door oh. where there was none before. Exactly. Ah, uh, interesting. Stone a shape. Uh, uh, should we fact, go around the backside and just open up open our up own door? door. In. in fact, I prepared it twice just in case this was a especially thick wall. Oh, wow. That's a cool oh. thing to do. That is a very cool thing to do. Let's do that thing. I just yeah. worry that we're going to open the door <laughs> right to the boss. something <laughs> we're not supposed to. Uh, can I do... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Grant. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't... Whoever could go first. I just want to remind Troy that stone cunning, I receive a check within 10 feet from the GM, whether I'm actively looking or not. That's fair. I'm just letting you know when we're in this I presumably love. stone temple, keep an eye out for secret doors and passages, my friend. Oh, All right. I like it. Uh, <laughs> thanks for allowing the basic rules of the game. <laughs> but once again, you're a mensch. What I'm a, a giver. What a great guy. Uh, all right. So do you want to just blindly go in or do a sweep? I'm, I'm, I'm bone for blindly going. Can I, before, are there any knowledge checks that I can do on the, the, the like the statues? Like anything about that? Um, history or Yeah, religion? you can roll a knowledge history or you can you can look at a little few more of them. Um, uh, uh, that is a 29. Twenty nine. So just looking at the at the one here and kind of looking down the line because you see all along the west wall and you would assume the east wall as well are a number of these columns going right around to the front of the building. Mm-hmm. They just look like all warriors, and yeah. some are young, some are older, but they're all facing in a very specific direction, and you don't know historically what significance it has or who these people were but they're all looking like uh, looking towards the front of the building like they're there's probably something that they're looking at uh is it the kind of thing where i could do a knowledge geography like this is kind of looking at something very distant or something like in the building itself or in the camp itself. Do you want to walk down the, the row and look yeah. at some more of these? Yeah. Um, all right. So if you uh, sneak along there and, you know, you don't, you're obviously not going to go running around if you see a watch or people walking by. So if you go down, if you get towards that last column, it's starting to turn. So whereas all the other ones were facing perfectly south, the last column before the building turns mm-hmm. starts to turn as well. And you see another column right behind that that's turning as well. So, Whatever they're looking at, it may be a statue in the front of the building. Ah. And then if you think back to when you were there, yeah. you remember that there was like a badass female warrior on the centermost column outside of the front doors. Right. And if you just try to recollect, you can imagine that the two columns on either side of that female warrior were looking up at her. So all the statues around it are facing towards her. So you think that maybe... You rolling over that history check, these were her people somehow. How they're related, maybe they were her warriors, maybe they were her her retinue or her her consorts, who knows? But they're all her entourage. Can I do. I'd like to get a look at the front if there's. Actually, I'm going to cast invisibility on myself. 
Okay. And yeah, because uh, going towards the front is a lot more open. There's like a uh, there are stairs that lead up to a platform. It's also open to the whole camp. It's yeah. what it's what faces the whole village. Yeah. Uh, and I tell him, I says, I just I'm curious about one thing. I'll be right back, and then disappears. Dis- disappears. He says, I always am. And you just, just hear that disembodied voice on. Yeah. <laughs> Beard cast see invisibility and watch them the whole way. Finally. I'll pass around the photo again if you don't have it right in front of you uh, just to see what that building looks like. There are three sets of long stairs that lead up to the statues on the front. Uh, I just want to like walk around the lip, like around the edge uh, at the, the base of the, the building. Right? Can I do that? Yeah. And just just get a look at that statue, just so I can take a make a check on it. Sure. Uh, and a history? Uh, yeah. Go ahead and roll history. Okay. Uh, that is another twenty nine. You don't recognize the female warrior, but roll a knowledge religion. Religion, if you have it. I do. Uh, that is a twenty eight. You look at the woman, and the only thing you really can gather from it is that she is from a different time. Right. There's something about the way her clothing, her armor, that looks like it's removed from the time Antiquated. in which you're living. Yes. And continuing to look, though, and using your religious knowledge, you look at the temple itself, and you can tell that this was once uh, a great temple of Thrymir. But something's a little off. It's been altered in some way. Hmm. Like it's no longer a temple of Thrymir. But to what faith it's not readily discernible from the outside. And remind me, what do we know about Thremir? So Thremir far? was like the frost go- giant god. He right. was the first frost giant who created the whole race of frost giants. Did he okay. come out of the sea or something? He fell into the sea and yeah. created the race of frost giants and, and all the, uh, the frost peoples. Um, and so the, the main statue that you guys uh, were trying to deface, that is a statue of Thrymir. Uh, Thremir. But you look here and you're like, well, this looks like it used to be a Temple of Thrymir, but it's not anymore. <laughs> it's temple of Thrymir's friend, Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> Joseph Stalin. <laughs> it's a temple to Joseph Stalin? Yes. That's Run! what the... Wow. Well, that means that Rasputin's inside, the lead cleric. Oh, man, we're going to get killed. Oh, he's really hard to fight. Uh, I'm going to go... Is there any way... The doors closed, like the main doors? Yeah, you, there's these long staircases leading up, and you see multiple sets of doors that all appear to be closed. And there is there any way that I can look inside the building from where I am without... Uh... No. Okay. Then I'm going to work my way back and tell them... You could scry. Yeah. <laughs> scry. It's his party. I'll scry if I'll he wants to. I'll scry if I want to. Um, I made that joke two episodes ago, and it totally got talked over, and I want credit for it. <laughs> do or do not. There is no scratch. All right. So I'm going to go back and tell them it's like, yes, I, I feel this was once a temple to Thremia, but it has been altered somehow. It, something off. I can't place my finger on it. Hmm. Oh, sorry. I'm still invisible. <laughs> so I didn't mean to frighten you. 
So can I do a, some sort of check to see, or maybe I can ask Baron what he thinks the best place to open up a, a little uh, a little door would be? So this is a perfect segue, because I wanted to roll a knowledge engineering based off of what I know of churches in general, where a safe place would go, but particularly I would love to know where the cell is. Now a cell in a Catholic church is where the monks or nuns sleep. So I'm looking for sleeping quarters, because I want a coup de grace of giant clergy. Oh, oh, ah, you want to try and figure out sleeping quarters. So you're gonna if roll there are any. Knowledge engineering, your knowledge of churches, mm-hmm. to try see. and figure out where the sleeping quarters may be. Or at least a safe place, if there are any. Uh, crack time. Mm, not great. Thirteen. Thirteen. Directly in the middle. No. Okay. Uh, no, you're, you're not... You're not 100% sure, you know. Uh, faith is still new to you as well. Did your parents take you to a lot of churches when you were younger? So, um, the thing is, at the back of the church, presumably, if it's set up like, you know, churches that we all have seen, um, this would probably be where the altar is if we're at the back. And that mm-hmm. might not be the wisest place to go in. Unless we're right behind it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Wouldn't that be surprising? So yeah. maybe if we go if we go in the back, we should go not directly dead center because there might be some big mantelpiece or statue there. There might be some clear space, unless this twenty feet to the side. This giant god does not worship at the altar of symmetry. I, I have a feeling that uh, you have no idea what's going to be behind the wall. We just got to open it and see what's there. there. I know what's going to be there. Certain death. <laughs> certain death. <laughs> to quote a certain Yeah, I mean, someone. just pick a good chance. And let's Let, rock. Let's do it, but let's just not go center. That would make me feel better. All right. Okay. I'm going to do it right in the corner we're standing at. I'll do it right there. Okay. Yeah. Now, here's the $20 pickle. The you building itself the is way high off the ground. So, if you want to try and open a space where you're standing, you would be opening into a basement a lower floor if you want to go into the f- level in which the doors of the cathedral open you can't do it from the back I mean a lower floor isn't the worst thing in the world got it can I do a check to see if there is a lower floor uh yes alright that's better we're talking about a 20 ooh does not appear to it appears as if it was built okay. on, on flat rock built on, built on flat rock and this part was carved out of it so in order to mm. get through, it's not impossible, but you have to go up the stairs and then go or, around. Or climb up the side with yeah. some sort of climb check. Faraza. Again, look at the yep. picture on yep, the yep, yep. Uh, map there. See what you're dealing with. So there's no way for us to stand at the back and go in with stone shape. Because we'd have to be kind of hovering a story off the ground. Right. Yeah. Essentially. Okay, makes sense to me. So front doors, front doors, front doors. Yeah. It is. Or I mean, we can climb. Can we get here? Yeah. Can we? Can we go up the stairs? Oh, come around the side. Can come we do around the same the side. Thing around the side. Yeah. 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 You can absolutely. Uh, once you get up the stairs, everything is accessible to you, except maybe the back. But you can go on to where the sides, where the columns are. And I didn't see any guards or anything milling about no. while I was okay. Well, let's do that, and we'll stone ship our yeah, way into there. Let's okay. So the the side Pembroke went around. Yeah. All right, so you all, as a team, yep. come around and climb up stairs. You tell us. There are three sets of stairs. 
Uh, Pembroke didn't go up the stairs. He stayed at the base and looked up at the statues and just looked at the cathedral. You guys come around. You see a first set of stairs here on the southwest portion. Faraz is going to fly up and perch on the the place we're going to get to and keep an eye out and call. All right. There's a big landing there. um, And you see a set of double doors in front of you in the middle of the building. Two double doors that are offset. And then on the far side, another set of double doors. So there's essentially four entryways. By the way, these double doors are enormous. Because enormous. each one is ten feet wide. Each door is ten feet. So the, the one on the left and the right are twenty feet wide. And then there are two doors in the middle uh, that are separated by ten feet of space. And is there a space that seems not where there would be a door that we can stone ship our way in or does it just seem like we should give up this plan and go into the door? No, I mean, you definitely have some options here. You can go around the building to the left or the right uh, and stone shape through to other rooms or you can stone shape where there aren't doors in the front. Yeah. Let's go to the side. What Uh, side did Pembroke uh, go? So Lork wants to do a perception check out in front of the uh, cathedral for any passing... uh, you know, patrols or anything like that. Is that sort of happening passively? We, we don't see any trouble yeah, out there. Yeah, we're all perception. <laughs> Natural one. Uh, Natural one. From Peraza's uh, perch up on the... That's a 23-27 against Giants. Mm-hmm. 24 for Peraza. Yeah, I mean, you guys see activity, but none of the activity seems to be near you. There are patrols about, multiple patrols. None are right near the temple right now. All right. Um, so so whatever you're planning stealthily to do, go up the stairs with Cat and then walk around to the side wherever Feyraza is uh, to w- await the stone shape. Bow drawn. Let's go in. Arrow knocked. Bow drawn. Arrow knocked. All right, so you want to go to the west or the east? What do we think? West. West. West it Joe is. Joe is pointing at west middle. You basically have, you know, there are four for the statues there. There's west top. West left, west middle, but don't think those statues necessarily refer to an actual room. Right. You don't know what the hell's back there. Let's go west, Welker. Let's go right, right. I am more of a Danny Amendola man. Towards the back where Grant is pointing. Towards the back. All right, so you uh, talk me through this, Stone Chip. So I uh, I can manipulate 20 cubic feet at my current level. 20 cubic feet. That's (laughs) what I said, but let's move on. Wait, what did you say? Uh, Is that enough to create a... (laughs) A hole for a medium-sized creature to get through with squeezing, if, if need be. I don't know my cubic feet. You tell, you tell me. I don't know how thick the walls are. Ah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give it to me in terms of the, this space here. Like, how, how, how thick would you have to go if you were going from, from that side of the room? How far could you get with that? Well, it's a l- cubic foot would be a foot. Like a foot on all sides. Okay, so and it, you can go twenty cubic feet. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I have to create. Have a, to create a door. It large enough. So if it was two feet high. We could all crawl under uh, whatever. That would be ten foot long, and he can cast it twice. So twenty feet. The long. moral of the story is the walls are thick, but you can create an opening enough for a medium creature. Okay. All right. So I do that. Beautiful. She touches her talon to the, do- the to the stone wall and just starts to like move the stone around, like, and it opens. <laughs> Into a very strange room. I knew it! Oh, it's strange. Directly in front of you is a table. (gasps) Do 
Great. <laughs> <laughs> and the name Skid scrawled on it. No. We've entered your real life. Oh no, I'm so scared right now. I have a clean. Don't look. Don't look at anything. I have a clean and looks. <laughs> I was going to say the next thing that happens is Troy breaks it. (laughs) (laughs) True to form. I fall through it. Step on Matthew's A drunk Troy LaValle comes bursting through the door. I was telling my sister. Is this the bathroom? Hold on. I was telling my sister. Steps on Matthew's genitals. I was was telling my sister how many pieces of furniture you've broken. She was like, that seems unreasonably large. I'll tell you, right right before he broke that table, he was like, everyone else was asleep. It was just Troy and I awake. And Troy was like, Grant, tell me about your life. And I was like, well, I have two sisters and blah, blah. You have two sisters. <laughs> <laughs> he was like really into the story for like three minutes. Grant, tell me a bedtime story. <laughs> um, oh, God. So you stone shape this, find a room, and right in front of you is a table. It's draped in red cloth, just sitting against this western wall that you've now opened up. Holy symbols and other objects may be pertinent to worship, divine sacraments, all that bullshit laid (laughs) on the surface of the table. How dare you? (laughs) It looks like a place where rituals, maybe even feasts, are prepared before being taken somewhere else to be served. There's only one thing to do. Poop oranges. Poop <laughs> oranges. You've heard of blood oranges. <laughs> These are poop oranges. Oh. There is a, They're still brown. <laughs> there is a 40-foot wide set of double doors leading south out of that room. That's the only means in or out. Quick uh, perception just in the room. Uh, 22. 36. 35, 39 versus Giants. Pembroke, you don't see anything of notice. Uh, Feyraza and Lorik, you just, you also don't see anything, but you smell like, it smells like raw meat, maybe. Oh, that's not a good sign at all. But it's not, something isn't quite right about it. What's Kat Benatar's demeanor? Um... She's she just staying with you. Unfazed. Uh, no, she feels very uneasy since you've stone shaped into this room. Huh. Hmm. Would a knowledge religion check be applicable to learn more about this table? Uh, you can certainly roll it. Yeah, I will do that as well. Seventeen. Uh, twenty-three. You both get the same sense of this is some sort of preparation chamber, but when you add that to that smell that Lork and Feyraza are getting, you can't help but wonder, what are they preparing? So yeah, do they I see meat around? Who are they serving, and what are they serving? No. I mean, is it a sacrifice? Are we looking at, like, some sort of sacrificial preparation? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, like... The objects are strewn about, you would think haphazardly, but you don't see any blood or any, uh, you know, remnants of an actual sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pembroke leans down to Baron, knowing that we were the two people that are no... Do you have a religion, too? Nope. With the, the, the Lord has people. it. Oh, okay. Well, he, like, grabs... Uh, he just hates Lork, right? Grabs Baron and Lork. <laughs> no, he loves Lork. And says, this place, there is something wrong here. There is some sort of feasting 
sacrifice here. Go inside. I'll follow you. <laughs> is, there a, <laughs> is there a check I could roll to identify the smell? Is that survival or knowledge nature? Well, survival, sure. 21. 24. 23. 20? So it's a total of 84. <laughs> right. Is that how that works? Say <laughs> so it another. Uh, it, it, it gives off a smell similar to the smell of the slaves that were dying. Okay. So likely human sacrifice. Yeah. You know, it's not like you have a, a, a real knowledge of human meat. But if you were to try to piece the piece it together, that's that's Flight. the sense you're yeah. getting. The the only thing that, that gives me pause is the fact it's being done in a religious manner. Which if it's not just like circumit panum to to keep them like at bay, I'm worried about zombie slaves. I'm really worried about zombie yeah, slaves. Yeah, that's that would not be fun at all to face. All right, um, should we try to work our way out of this door here? Yes, go go inside. Yep. Uh, Lork is going to do a perception at the door, listening, touching, see if he feels any vibration. Mm-hmm. Faraz is going to unwild shape, by the way. Okay. Are you guys all in the room now? Yeah. Yep. And Baron's loading up his giant's bang crossbow. Put yourselves in the room. And can we examine the table any more closely, or have we got what we needed got from our made, perceptions? Yeah. I told you everything. <laughs> all right. Uh... Lork perception on the door. That's a uh, 41, 45 against Giants. You hear absolutely nothing. All right. Absolutely nothing. In fact, with a 41, you wonder why you wouldn't even hear the absence of sound or something. You hear absolutely nothing, like a vacuum. A magically silenced area, maybe. Oh. Yeah, Baron's going to detect magic through the doors and see if he can locate Ooh. And then he is going to, at the same time, at every door we get to within 60 foot, um, detect alignment, which would allow me to sense the presence of evil. All right, so tell me what you're doing again. Detecting magic in a 60-foot cone through the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of just sweeping it out. See right. if we know we're going anything. And also detecting alignment within a 60-foot cone-shaped eman- emanation. You do detect magic mm-hmm. on the other side of that door. In fact, there's magic all around you. And detect alignment just gives you the sense of what alignment is nearby. I'm able to detect any evil presences within a 60-foot cone. You absolutely detect an evil presence. Both of those boil down into being able to determine number of evil auras and power of location of auras within three rounds. Mm -hmm. So within 18 seconds of each, if they are... Just hanging out there trying to feel Mm -hmm. it out. Uh, You detect one presence of evil very close. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then one slightly farther away that just imagine this in a flavor way that just feels different <laughs> it's evil but it's like new evil whoa Baron's eyes widen and he looks at Lork he looks at Pembroke and Faraza he says You've all known me a long time, and I don't get shook easy. 
but I just felt some evil I've never even thought I'd come across in my whole life. It sent shivers down my spine. Steal yourselves, my friends. And I point out the general direction of the auras. Hmm. Crossbows loaded. Now, before we do this, I should say I have another stone shape. We could try to go into the next room. Presumably there's a room. I was thinking this way, but I was thinking like to the to the east. Or we could just kick in the door and go out guns blazing. You've got a door going south. You've got a, a small portion going north, but that could just be a, a large room, like T-shaped. And then you've got the east. Here's why you keep it, Matthew. Potential escape route. I mean, that's why I was hoping, but... Let's just go through the door, man. Yeah. All right. right. Uh, Is it possible to open these doors, like, uh, somewhat stealthily? Or are they, like, just so ridiculously huge? They're so big. You think about giants, like, going through a doorway. It's going to be 20 feet tall. The ceilings in this room are 20 feet tall. Yeah. So the door is 12 feet high. Both of these doors, you know. Is it impossible? No, but it's a very high stealth check. And you would just be opening one door, which would bottleneck your entrance into the room. All right, well, it's the only way. Okay. All right, so he's going to stealthily attempt to open the door. Which one? The left or the right? The east door. Okay. Place yourselves where you want to be on the map. Yeah, he's going to try to open it so slow that um, it's possible somebody doesn't hear it. Uh, so 32 on the stealth. 32 stealth. Oh, God, I'm so nervous. I hate magical it's, auras of I, evil. Uh, and you know based off of, like, Baron's range, he's done it before. Like, it's right there on the other right side of the door. There. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he's laughing. <laughs> you open the door. As the door's opening... It makes no sound. There should be a creaking, but there is not. It's magically silent. Why did I take silence as my second level spell? (laughs) But as you open it... Because you have a fucking gun. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up! Thank you, Matthew. Quiet, quiet, everybody, quiet. You especially, and Baron standing at the front of the door. You meaning Lork? You, Lork, and Baron... uh, Oh, no. ...standing at the front of the door... No, no. ...are just hit in the face... Oh, by 300 arrows. No. (laughs) (laughs) By this sickly, sweet smell. Oh, Oh, it's going to be something awful. blood and viscera. Oh. It's overpowering. Oh. You're not ready for this. Oh, (laughs) man. You're not... We're You're not, not ready. ready. I can feel that You're I'm not. not ready. I can feel it. I, I can assure you I'm not the ready for this. The energy in the room right now is like, you can, yeah, there's something you're, you're, uh. Cut it with a knife. Should we yeah. turn off the lights? Yeah. No, like no, off, like, no, don't turn off I'm, the lights. I'm turning off the lights. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm scared enough already as He's it is. really turning off the lights. Are we going to see oh, the map? Oh, really dark God. in here. <laughs> oh, it's can't nice. see the map. Beautiful. Yeah, we can't see the map. <laughs> Idiot. All right. The answer of the mind. <laughs> Oh, this is wild. This is really scary. You got the you got the Balthazar from Battlestar Galactica glow in your face with the computer. <laughs> this is fucking me up, man. Baltar? Baltar. Yeah. Lork opens the door. Ever so slowly. It doesn't make any noise. But it doesn't matter. 
The smell of blood and viscera, almost sweet, like I said, just overpowers, especially Lorcan Baron standing up front. You see a long, giant-sized table resting against the west wall, not unlike the room you just stone-shaped into. But on top of that table is a partially devoured human corpse, just lying like a meal to be served, complete with the apple jammed in its mouth. Oh. Oh. Is it raw? It is very raw. Oh. Oh. You can still see, like, its face... His mouth just grotesquely filled with an apple. The floor near the body is sticky with blood. Elsewhere throughout the room, hides and furs cover the floor. There's a large creature, kind of with its back to you. I mean, the way you're coming in, it's almost at profile, but it's turned towards the lower section of the corpse. It's dressed in a long black cloak. Oh no. You look and it seems like it's praying, but also eating. Oh no, this is so fucked Human up. remains. Oh. And it's delighting in it. It's uh, like I don't like this. Right when you walk in, it's lifting up the intestines like oh. like you would feed grapes to a Roman emperor and just dangling them in its mouth and sensually just Slurping the intestines down. And right when you walk in, it already knows you're there. Oh, yes. Yes, more instruments with which to play Agathoa's sweet... I had a feeling. Sweet melody. You've come here thinking you can destroy us, yes? That you can perhaps conquer me? But you are fools on a fool's errand. I promise you this, though. I will use your remains to create far greater creatures than you could have ever been in this life. In fact, just take a look at my latest work. Now, I must apologize, as it is, as of yet, unfinished. But it will no doubt be my masterpiece. Allow me, yes, to introduce you to a piece of your past. And a glimpse of your futures. Rise, rise, my gift. You hear a sound coming from the open doorway to the south. It's like... And all of a sudden, a large figure walks into this dimly lit doorway behind this other creature who still has yet to really turn its face towards you. And you just see an abomination. Its chest cavity is completely opened up. 
You see a, a shriveled heart, barely visible beneath a charred rib cage. Surrounding the rib cage is like some sort of breastplate that looks like it's sewn directly to the skin of the creature. Its exposed bones just sloppily intertwined with the armor. As the creature enters the light of the room, Lork and Veyraza, maybe from where you're standing, you see as well your hearts skip a beat as you are just mesmerized, staring into the open cavity of the chest. And you see that beneath the exposed heart and above where other organs are still rotting away inside, it's missing something. There are no lungs. Oh, As an enlarged, no. Oh, no. undead, Orphos Norky no. stumbles lazily no. into the room oh, and lets out a blood-curdling scream no. as he enters a rage. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Oh, no. Welcome to hell, my friends. Oh, 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 Please oh, turn the lights oh, on. Oh, 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 Please turn the fucking oh, 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 lights on. Jesus. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.